the latest installment in the MCU Ant-Man Quantum Mania, which is Ant-Man 3 if you keep in count, is out. The rest of the legends have all seen this movie. The reviews are in. So that's what we're going to be talking about in this episode of Legends of Podcasting. And once again, we have a full strip. The whole crew is here. Roll call. Stu. Ross. Rob activates. <laughs> and I'm Liam. All right. So, um, so let's jump into it. All right. So first of all, I haven't seen this movie, but this episode of, the, of our podcast is going to contain spoilers. So if you haven't seen the movie yet and you don't want it spoiled, stop listening now. Save this episode and come back to it after you've watched the movie. If you don't care about spoilers or if you've already seen it, great. Just enjoy the episode. Um, so I haven't seen it. You guys saw this just the other day. But I have seen all of the really negative reviews that this movie's getting <laughs> across the internet. So uh, Add it to tell the list. me. <laughs> 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 so let's, first of all, just in like a, a quick response, did you like the movie Yes, No? Yes. Yes. Yes, but. Yeah, but. Yeah, yes, yes, but. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right, so let's dig into it. Ross, you clearly want to say something. Uh, you got something to say about the movie. So well, let's start uh, off with you. What I, do you think of Quantumania? I feel like it was just made for the sake of it, some of it, because it's it starts off and ends with hardly any consequences so it doesn't really matter if the film happened or not true and it's it's very yeah. like oh it's like an episode of a tv show where oh my god there's something happening and we fixed it mm. at the end and it just it, it yeah like you, you know said, it, it, that's i didn't think about this till after we'd seen it spoilers for the end of the film but when they uh when and hank and scott jumps back into the portal to stop kang from coming back out into the moment into the realm uh, I thought, oh my god, he's sacrificed himself. He's going to be trapped down in the quantum realm, and Cassie's going to have to rebuild the device to come yeah. get him back out again. No, they just turn it back on and come get him. And I was like, th th you've gone back to the start of the film with nothing of any yeah. ha note happening. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Yeah, I was, I was shocked that they, they, they defeated Kang in that film. I thought yeah. Kang was going to either win or escape, and that was going to lead, that was going to lead up because you put one of the best things about that film is is Kang, and I can't remember the guy, the, the actor that plays him, mm. but he does a amazing job. But that is the kind of Kang, that, that version of Kang the Conqueror in that film is the version that I want to see in Kang Dynasty and all the other films that he's going to show up in. And now they technically got rid of him, you know, he might, may, may not be dead. Mm. It's kind of like, oh, we spent all this time with him learning who he is and his origin, and now he's gone. So now we're going to get another Kang in another movie, which might be a completely different origin. It's like, why, why would you do that? You yeah. spent all this time building him up and making him really powerful and awesome. And him and he, him being the one that's exiled, <clears throat> all the other Kangs have exiled this one Kang because he's the worst of them all. Is like, why would you do all that just to not, you know? I mean, maybe he'll come back. That version of him will come back somehow, mm. or they'll get to him before he get. They'll go back in time and, and find him before he gets exiled. I don't know, something like. But, that. but... then the after credit scene has that infinite number of Kangs. Yeah, yeah, but, but none of those Kangs we know. We know the Kang no. from that movie. This movie. And that's the Kang that is really cool. So why would you then have the Egyptian Kang as the main Kang yeah. or something in Kang? It's just a completely different no... version of the character. Like, same as the one we all... And, I know... Thanos, bring him off and then bring a different Thanos in. Mm. It's slightly different. Like, why would you do that? Well, like... they did that in Endgame. In Endgame, right? yeah. So. <sighs> yeah, but it's, it's still the same Thanos. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, but yeah, but if you go back to the other post credit scene, you've got the one from... Loki. I don't know. What uh, was it? 
It was in Loki, wasn't it? Eighteen something, yeah. whatever. And it's like I feel like that is the Kang from Quantumania, but it's just him before he's got to that stage. Mm. So it's going to be a similar thing that this that, that Kang, I think like Loki season two, yeah. is going to be him trying to stop him getting to that point. But he's going to eventually get to that point anyway, would be my guess. And that's the one that's like, right, well, these Avengers are a bit of an issue. I thought they were... Because he's like, Ant-Man, who are the hell are you? All yeah. you do is control ants. <laughs> I think he's going to start taking them more seriously. Mm. And then in Kang Dynasty, he's going to maybe come at them this time. It's kind yeah. of weird because the Kang's, Kang's end goal in the film is to create one single time loop out of the multiverse, which is what the Kang in Loki's <laughs> already done. So I'm yeah. like, did that did that happen? And then that Loki got killed and the multiverse fractured again. And then this is a new version of that particular I, Kang in I, this I, new I, timeline. I, or is this the same? Is that a Kang from this point in the timeline? And is time travel man? It's I think up. the Kang that arrived, that got exiled and thrown into the uh, quantum realm, mm. is the one from Loki. Loki. Yeah. It, it makes sense because they're the two. But yeah, it's a weird. It's weird. Anyway. So yeah. Anyway, good. Maybe not spend all my time speaking about Kang, but yeah. basically Kang. He's sort of the highlight, I would say. He's, yeah, film. he's a lot better than his portrayal okay. of Loki. So if you were, uh, yeah, uh, I, and it's it's probably it's, better that if you. Had... I liked Loki. Mm. I thought that was a cool show. Yeah, yeah, no, I don't. The ending was really. But I, I, the thing, I, the other things I liked about the film before we start getting into things that weren't so great, I actually really liked them exploring the quantum realm mm. and like, what the quantum realm was like was really interesting. Um, yeah, but did you I, not think it was just basically another planet? Yeah, it's a very Star Wars. I mean, yeah, they have like. And, but, it, but it's like and, Janet is like, she's like, oh yeah, by the way, I met this scientist, I slept with him, you know, you can go to a bar, you've got this great civilization, mm. don't fucking mention anything about, oh, there's this guy, if he gets out, he's going to fuck us up. She yeah. just completely, completely doesn't say anything, and it's like, yeah, that's... What are you? she's like, it's like she forgot she was in that movie until something happened. <laughs> it was I, like... I think she didn't want to, she, she was always explaining in the film that she didn't want to tell everyone, because... She was out, so she could just kind of forget about it, and she knew that there was no way. I, I get, get that. Out. It's just a bit weird that when things started to happen, that she continued to not want to say anything about Kang, even when they're in yeah. the quantum realm, running from the, what is effectively his guards killing everyone. And it's like, yeah. Janet, there's, some, there's got to be a point where you speak up at some point and tell everyone what you did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I like the flashbacks of how they met and why why it's all her, well, not her fault, but she helped get Kang where he was mm. and everything. So, I, I mean, I say yeah, it was. I mean. I think a lot of the most of the jokes landed. Some of them were a bit. There like, was there was a bad. There was a bit. A, a bit of much of the, the the old Marvel humor in there sometimes when they're just trying to. Especially break. with the worst character in the film. We want to talk about him. Modok. <laughs> Don't get me started. <laughs> if he was not in the movie, it would actually be a lot better. But he was so bad. I, I mean, so bad. I will say, I was. Yeah, I know he's 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 a threatening threatening Marvel character in the comics, and I will say one thing positive about it. Which is still a negative in my because I, it's a weird little dichotomy. I liked who it was revealed to be and how he got there, but then it still makes no fucking sense. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, and I, and I don't like the way he, he was all like jokey and like, like he's meant to be some sort of robotic genius mm. that obviously controls name in the comics. In this one, he's Darren, who was Yellow Jacket in the first one, and it, I mean the CGI on his face being stretched in that looks I, ridiculous. Just, it just looks funny yeah. and bad. Like I've yeah. seen those images yeah. and. Yeah. The way he talked, I'm surprised, like that it's... that made it into the movie. Yeah, I don't. And I, I didn't like the way he talked, the way he acted. And then to the end of the film, where where like um, Cassie beats him, and he just and he starts like sulking, being like, 
I'm a dick. I'm a dick. <laughs> don't be, don't be a dick. You can be. You don't have to be a dick. I don't have to be a dick. Yeah. And it's like, what are we watching? No sense. Yeah. And the other thing that really has been my bugbear for a couple of films now, mm. now they've introduced this whole CGI masking. It really kind of bugged me that they ha- they keep taking their masks on and off every time they want to talk or like you're in the middle of a battle. You take the mask off, the CGI mask off, or even worse with Ant Man because they explained in the first one the reason he has the mask is so he can breathe when he's shrunk or when he's big. A few times when he's he, he, when he goes inside the um the quantum thing to fix it, so he's even smaller than what he is in the quantum realm anyway. He takes his mask off, and then when he's giant and fighting, him and Cassie take their masks off and start talking and hug. I'm like, you shouldn't be able to take your mask off. That's the whole point of Ant Man having that mask. So he can yeah, change his size, and like they keep they did it with. Wakanda Forever with that blue costume. They do it quite a lot with. Like, they didn't totally do it so much with Iron Man, but um, yeah, just had the inside view of them talking. Like they, they, you've got that yeah. idea. Mm. So why? Because you've got to be able to show the emotions mm. in the face. Yeah, yeah um, that's it. Inside, yeah. Why did Bartle keep going on and off? I get it because there was a there was there was a. Well, the thing is as well, you've also got like I said before, where if somebody's across in a down the hallway or across mm. a battlefield, you wouldn't be able to hear them if they had the mask on. You got a false, you know. If it's meant to be airtight, you're not gonna be able to hear them talking. That makes sense for them to take the mask off, so that um, you know when he's talking to Kang, yeah. who's like you know 30 feet away, he can hear it. Otherwise, it would just be, and you wouldn't be like, so you'd be like, what, what are you saying? So, and the thing is as well with like, it's not like a mask like uh, Batman, where like, let me just let me take this mask off. It takes a few seconds. It's instant, mm-hmm. so it doesn't matter that it come that you take it off just to talk to somebody. It just annoys me. It just does I don't. I, 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 I well, mean, the, maybe because I'm just used coming. The when thing... you've got the superhero suit on, to fight villains, you keep the suit on. You don't keep taking the mask on and off, so you can have a chat about stuff. It just. Uh, I it's think that's why it's like we saw it in Deadpool introduced it, and then Spider-Man did it. If it had yeah. the mask on, you can't. In the comics, you can draw the eyes slightly weird on Ant-Man's face to see that. Oh, I'm getting hit. Mm, I'm yeah. hurt. But you couldn't do that with his mask, so they have to take it off, so you can see. Scott Lang being, you know, he's like, oh, and you can see the pain in him. I think that's also why they do it, because they can't express it through the mask. Well, I know but, that... But Tony, Stark, Tony Stark never took it off during battles. Like, hear him talking, like... He does against in um, uh, Civil War when he's fighting Bucky and stuff, doesn't he? He's always taking it off. Yeah, when they... When they, he's when fighting they, Cap and everything. When they go to the... Now, well, before... They got the retractable helmet that he brings out in Civil War, because um, they're in the airport, and he pops it back to talk to Steve and then yeah um yeah before... then he talks to fighting he's got it on and you, and you just make yeah. do the inside battle of Tony Stark's like mask I don't know it, it's just a pet peeve of mine that's that really starting to get on my nerves in every movie they keep just what's the point of them wearing a mask to start with just leave it off if you can do that because I just get fed up with it anyway <laughs> someone else will about something. I was going to say about the I love, I, love, I love the bit I really loved about it, which was just a bit weird, and like they should have maybe gone into it a bit more. Was the the ants at the end? Obviously, the, you saw the ants come down with them into the quantum realm. Mm. You see Hank tuck the earpiece every so often. Then at the end, it's like, oh yeah, they got put somewhere else, and they've been here for a thousand years. Now they're really intelligent and technologically advanced, and they're giant ants. And it's just like, huh, that's pretty cool. I could like, yeah, but there's one thing about that. It's like, why didn't Hank go? Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. don't all go in and get killed. Wait until I get this army to come in and then go in. Because they all go in, get killed, attacked, and then all of a sudden the ants come in and take everyone out instantly. It's like, 
Well, why didn't Hank go, wait a minute, we've got a fucking billion ants coming. Not Just wait powered. five seconds. <laughs> was about to leave because the, the thing was powering up. So they had to stop the thing powering up. Yeah, but he could have he could have gone in and done that because he was holding it himself yeah. while they were shooting over. Why did everybody else rush in and get killed? They're, they're, not, <laughs> they're, they're cannon fodder. They're not main characters. So no one cares. <laughs> <laughs> we've got a billion cannon fodder on the way in like two minutes. <laughs> so do you recommend... Going to see the movie. Should I go to the movie theater and catch this in the theater, or should I just wait until it's on I, Disney Plus? The, the amount of effects and stuff—it's a, it's a very green screen heavy movie. Mm. But I kind of feel like <laughs> see it in 3D. Well, we saw it in IMAX, which was really cool. But even in 3D, I think it would really, really pops. So I'd be curious to see it in like 2D to see if it's any—it makes much of a difference because it seems to like be really like all the like textures and you know creatures and stuff really did pop when I was watching it in 3D. But yeah, curious to see in 2D. But I mean, the, the, this uh, it's not really a recommendation, but you're going to need to see it if Kang is going to become the new villain of the MCU. That's the thing. It's... This ends up being one of those movies, just like is the problem that people complain about with MCU. And I saw a really scathing review of uh, someone, I think it was on Hollywood Reporter or Rolling Stone, mm. who said they are now, they're done with the MCU mm. because after watching this movie, and they, they explain how they're huge Marvel fans, um, but the fact that it's reached a point where the only way to be able to properly follow the upcoming movies is if you've seen all of the stuff mm. that comes beforehand. Yeah. And yeah. it yeah. seems like this movie is just a whole bunch of setup for things that are going to be coming. It has no substance on its own. That's yeah. the problem. Yeah. There's yeah, no there's no payoff at the end. It's it? one of those movies you watch once because you feel like you have to watch yeah. it, but mm. you're not going to rewatch mm. that movie. No, oh, no, I'll yeah, tell you I'm what. Not, I'm not jumping. It's got it's got one redeeming feature for me, which is that um, early in the film you find out that Janet's taken over Pym Industries and is using the shrinking tech to help with the distribution you, you mean... of deforestation. Hope, hmm? Hope sorry, yeah. Hope uh, to, to deal with deforestation and moving supplies around and dealing with issues that came up during the blip and basically makes the entire plot of Falcon and Winter Soldier irrelevant. So that's... Yeah, yeah. true. But no, yeah, I, I agree. Marvel are at this turning point now where if, if someone hasn't seen anything and they go go to me, right, I want to start get, get into Marvel, what should I watch? And you're like, you kind of have to watch everything to a point. You can miss a couple, but most of them mm. you have to watch. And that's like, what we are, like 29? That's the thing. Where it's effectively a... Um... At this point, it's a ridiculously big budget TV series. You know, it's like what it is, mm. you know. So it's like, if you're going to watch it, it's like committing to watching a show that's already got a couple of seasons out. Yeah. You're like, all right. Because um, that's what it is. You've got to watch all this stuff. Yeah. There the is problem is, it's been, it's been the same since the end of Endgame. Yeah. Apart from maybe No Way Home and maybe Shang-Chi. All the rest of them have been pretty mediocre movies. Mm. Yeah. And the TV show. I feel like it's Marvel is like, we've got three slots a year, let's Mm. make some films. But they don't really have an idea what they're doing. And even where you could expand on stuff in TV shows, it's not cohesive. There's nothing, you know, you're using it, yeah, you're using it to introduce characters into the universe like Ms. Marvel and um, Kamala Khan and Moon Knight, Knight, uh, uh, She-Hulk. But none of those episodes, none of those series really did anything to push the needle or tie in really with anything else you can then have you can get obviously gonna have Kamala Khan pop up again in the Marvels um mm. along with who's is it Captain Ram- Rambo the other one that's going to be in that from yeah she was in WandaVision but 
it's not really tying in anything together. And he goes, oh, you should watch these TV shows as well as all these films. Everyone's going, no. <laughs> it's, it's kind yeah. of, yeah. All right, well, we got to wrap this up now. So in this episode, we discussed the critical reception of Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, <laughs> which has received mixed reviews since its release. Critics have criticized the film's plot, characters, and humor, citing a lack of depth and originality. However, some have praised the movie's action sequences and special effects. Despite the mixed reviews, fans of the Marvel Cinematic Universe are still excited to see the film and what it will bring to the larger MCU storyline, although it can be kind of annoying that you just have to watch it. <laughs> Additionally, the inclusion of Jonathan Majors as Kane the Conqueror has generated significant buzz and anticipation for future MCU projects. But what do you guys, our listeners, think about this movie and all this news? Let us know in the comments. We always love to hear from you guys. Um, so let us know and remember to click that subscribe button wherever you found this podcast if you're listening click that subscribe button we're on all good um, podcasting platforms and if you're watching us on YouTube then um, click that subscribe button if you haven't already we don't, we're not just DC fans. We do love Marvel. Yeah, yeah. We're not. Yes. We're not crapping on everything Marvel. No, 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 no. We like. We like some. We like a lot of it. It's just this film was. Mm. <laughs> yeah, just, hey, don't speak yeah. to everyone. Yeah. Like, oh, DC. Yeah. <laughs> Bloody DC only people. Yeah. What do you know? Oh, shut up. Yeah. Watch our. If you if you're concerned that we're only DC people, just look at older episodes. <laughs> You'll see we cover everything. Um, so yeah. We're just not going to automatically love everything that anyone puts out, whether it's DC, Marvel, or anyone else. Like, if there's negative things about it, we're going to talk about that. Um, we love everything geeky and comic booky. So, that's all from me. It's me. And me. And me. And <laughs> me.